Have you ever been so paralyzed by fear that you couldn't take another step forward? As parents, we want to know how to take our family to the next level. Where our children choose in to excellence. Where poor behaviors melt away naturally. And where our connection to each other is rich and beautiful. We are Kent and Amy Bowler, and our purpose is to help you achieve just that. This is where joy lives. Welcome to Revolutionary Families. In southern Utah, there is a beautiful national park, Zion National Park, one of the highlights of all the national parks. And people from all over the world come to go to this park. It is so gorgeous. It just has these amazing canyons, these amazing mountains that are just carved literally out of the stone. So they have like this ridge of mountains that's called the Court of the Patriarchs. And then they have all these amazing trails and people go there to go canyoneering, to do slot canyons. But one of the most popular attractions in this very popular park is called Angel's Landing. It's the most popular thing because it's just incredible. So so over millennia, however the story goes, a river came through that rock and carved out that canyon, but there was this bend in the river, just like rivers do, right? When you see a lazy river going through, it carves out through the dirt and the mud and it winds around. Well, going through this area that's now Zion National Park, it carved out this big bend and then it came back on itself. And so what it left was this peninsula of rock that juts out in the middle of the park and it's it's a 1,600-foot drop <laughs> on all sides. Yeah, and, and sheer. And sheer, I mean, almost straight down. Yeah. In fact, there's one point going across the top of that peninsula of rock where the width of the peninsula is literally two or three feet at best. And it's just a straight, sheer drop all the way down, 1,600 yeah, I'm feet. I'm getting scared just <laughs> thinking about it. <laughs> And so this hike, this Angel's Landing is just beautiful. It's amazing. It's epic. It's incredible because you can get up to the top of that and and the views are extraordinary. Oh, it's like a bird's eye view. It's just, it's, it's beautiful. So the hike to get up there is a couple miles to get up. And the first part of it's paved and pretty tame. It's strenuous though, because you're climbing up that 1600 feet at quite a bit of elevation gain pretty quick. And you get to these points where you're on the side of the rock face. It's sheer drop off again. If you step too far to the side, you're dropping down hundreds of feet and there's not much to hold on to. So it's like this sheer rock wall that you're trying to traverse across. And in those places, they've put in some metal posts with some chains and you're holding onto those chains for dear life <laughs> as you go across those sections. Especially when you're in that little narrow neck where it's only three feet wide. And then a lot of times there's other people there going the other direction, trying to hang onto the same chain you are. Yeah. Oh, scary. <laughs> so it's pretty sketchy up there as you're going across those top parts of the hike. And in fact, over the last 20 years, they've had 13 people die up there on, on Angel's Landing. So we, we did this hike several years ago as a family. And as we're going up, you know, on that early section, it's, it's all hunky-dory. Everybody's happy. It's fine. It's the paved path. And it's just one foot in front of the other. Do the work. Keep moving along. And then we get up to the parts where it's a little scarier. And now we have to hold on to those chains. 
and trust that they're going to hold us. And we just keep going and we make our way. And when, when it's time to wait because of the traffic, we wait, find a, find a place where we can kind of stand and without falling or falling off and and hold there for a minute and let the people pass. And and this is not a place where you bring little kids. We didn't have our little ones. You, you don't bring them. I don't know. I think our youngest was probably 10 at the time. So we get our older kids and we get up to the top of out to the end of that peninsula, that rocky sheer drop off peninsula. And out there on the end of it, there's some room to walk around. It's not the two foot piece there anymore. There's a bit of room. It might be 20 feet across. And so we get out there with our family And one of our children is starting to freak out now that we've made it out there because now there aren't any chains anymore because there's room to move and there's no fence around the end, around the edge of it. If you go too far, you drop off and you're done. And so he's basically on all fours in the middle of that (laughs) peninsula and crying out for the younger kids who are not doing as he's doing to get to the middle and get down on all fours, basically. (laughs) Right, because he's so concerned, for good reason, if they keep doing what they're doing, just goofing around, you know, not not taking it too seriously, that they might inadvertently get too close to the edge and fall off, slip off. So, as we think about that, it just reminded us of parenting (laughs) and about how we as parents face very real fears. Kind of like this hike, it's not a cakewalk, Parenting Parenting is not a a cakewalk. You're dealing with a lot of small humans whose brains are not fully developed. And we don't even know exactly who they are when they're younger. We don't know what their strengths, what their weaknesses are. And also, when we first start parenting, we don't know what we're doing. And (laughs) so there's all kinds of unknowns and uncertainty. And then you start thinking about the fear and it's real. There are so many things to be concerned and even afraid of as parents. And I think all of us have been there at some point where we are to the point where we're paralyzed by fear about one of our children, or if we think about one of their behaviors and just kind of bring that to a a future reality. And what does that mean? I don't know. My child is never going to graduate from high school. The way they're being so irresponsible with their homework right now. I have to harp on them all the time. I have to be the one who tells them what to do. I have to be the one to tell them to remember their backpack. How are they ever going to be even get into college? How will they ever be able to function in life? Yeah. Right. My child just really only wants to play video games or my child just gets so distracted by her phone. How can she ever be a responsible adult? Which is a real fear. I'm doomed to have this child live in my basement for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's serious fears that we face. And then there's, there's other things like what about health challenges? This child really has some mental health challenges or some physical health challenges. And, and those, I, those are real. Yeah, and, and I don't know what to do. We don't want to make light of any of these because kind of like Angel's Landing, it's they're serious. real. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of the things we face as parents are this 1,600, 1,600-foot sheer drop-off to the side of us. And sometimes we're going along great and the path that we're on is fine. We can see our kids. We feel confident about where they are and what they're doing. And we're not afraid of what's going to come ahead. And other times we're on that little precipice with only three feet 
And all that's stopping all of us from falling over the edge is this chain that we just got to hold on for dear life. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we keep moving forward as parents when there are these real fears? How do we, how do we make it to the top? And I think about um, one of the things that we feel like is so important that we need to remember as parents is this vision, this vision of why we're doing what we're doing as parents and where it is we're going. And you think about an epic hike like Angel's Landing, you are wanting to get to the top. You've seen pictures of it and you know this is this journey, this adventure that you want to have and there is a destination. And I think that is true with our family too. And so part of getting over that fear overcoming that fear and being able to move through it is that we keep that vision strong. Where is it that we're going as a family or even with this one child? Where do we see them in the positive? If we think about before we even started this hike, what was it that we could see at the end? What are the vistas that we're going to see with this child? What are they going to be able to do and create for themselves? And so keeping that strong strong vision is super important, super important. It will help us to be motivated and help our children to see the why of what we're doing and also help us to just feel some peace about what we're doing. Thinking about that hike, when you're up on top of that peninsula, the way that it is because of the the sheer drop-off, it feels like that drop-off is around you for 360 degrees. It's really like 350 degrees, right? Because there's the peninsula, bit of peninsula that's back behind you. But because of that 1600 foot drop off on all sides around you and almost 360 degrees, it's tantamount to soaring on wings, to being mm. an eagle flying. It's, it's what it almost feels like to be there. Yeah. It's it's like having the, the magic of flight. And so we, we hold on to that vision when we're down on the bottom of that path and we're as we're just starting and as it starts getting harder, right? The kids are complaining and, and we talk about what it's going to be like when we get there, what, yeah. how amazing those vistas will be. Yeah. And it's the same thing with our families and with our children that we hold on to that vision of our child soaring on those same wings yeah. as they become adults. Yeah. And, and think about times when, when you've experienced those moments in your family, as your children get older for me, it's been those times when one of them has gotten married and you get to see that joy and that sense of accomplishment and them moving on to create their own family. That has been really powerful. And But if you're not there, your kids aren't at that age yet, that's okay. You can take other times where you have, you know, where you've just felt such peace and such joy and you kind of look around at your family and maybe it's this you know, fun time that you had on a vacation or a family dinner. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is it. This feeling of great joy and great accomplishment. This is why we do what we do. And that's, that will keep you going for those other times when that fear comes. So when we have that strong vision and we're seeing that, it makes it easier for us to recognize when fear starts to creep back in because those feelings are, are very contrary to each other. They're almost opposites. Yeah. And so when we're feeling that fear, we want to recognize that that is creeping back in. Yeah. And, and just like on this hike, right, with Angel's Landing, there, there are some really good reasons for that fear to creep in, right, when you're looking over the side. Yeah. 
And it's the same thing in life. There are things that are scary and that we don't know yet. But when we when we feel that fear creeping back in, we want to recognize that fear so that we can do something about it. Yeah, and, and actually work through that emotion like we work through other emotions that are hard to deal with, like anger and frustration, you know, those kinds of things. So we recognizing it as a huge step and then you start working through it and thinking about what's what's the root of it? Why um why am I concerned that my child is not going to graduate from college. Okay, I'm seeing right now, these are some things that I'm seeing. I think a lot of times with the fear, it's so focused on the negative. We're only seeing the negative things. And, you know, if you really more objectively analyze what's going on with your child, are they really flunking out of every class? Are they really struggling in every subject? Or is it actually just in one area? Or is it one study skill that they really need to learn? And so just taking a minute to kind of step back and analyze. And maybe you do this by talking out or writing or just pondering, but kind of get to the root of it. And then you look at, you know, what is it that you um, have control over? What is it that you can do? And some of it, especially as our children get older, it's them choosing. And they, we can't be there with them in the classroom taking a test with them. They've got to choose that. And there are so many things that we can't do. It's their life. And so there's some things we don't have control over. If they get a sickness, an illness, typically we don't have a lot of control over that. So those are lots of things. Like when you're on Angel's Landing, you decide how tightly you're going to hold on to that chain. You don't necessarily have control over how many other people are there or what are the weather conditions. Now, there's a lot of things you can't control, but then what can you do? What would be the best thing in this situation? And what tools do you have? That chain, powerful tool. What tools, what people do you have who have gone on this road before, who can be mentors to you and help guide you, especially in this area that you're really concerned with this child? Mm -hmm. So good. So the things that we don't have control over, we're going to let those things go. If they're not in our control, we can't do anything about it. And so we do the things that we can do that are inside our sphere of control. So then we figure out what is our plan? What do we do going forward? And we take action we start marching just like on that trail going up angels landing right one foot in front of the other when it's time to hold on to the chain you hold on to the chain and we trust in that plan we trust in those systems we trust in those in the good boots that we put on instead of the (laughs) flip-flops right 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 we we want to be we want to be prepared and you know I think if you started out on angels landing and you didn't have any water and you went with flip-flops I think you'd have to turn around after a few, I wouldn't even say a few miles, maybe after a few minutes, you'd realize, okay, this is not, I'm not so prepared for this. So sometimes as parents, we have to take a step back and say, okay, what is it that, that I need here? I need a little bit more help. And, and that's okay. That's okay. Being a parent doesn't mean we have to do it all by ourselves or we have to know everything the first time we can, we can get help. Awesome. So our simple steps today for you when we come across fear in our lives is to recognize when we're feeling that fear. 
yeah, and work work through that. Work through that emotion. Look at what you have control over and what you don't have control over. And then figure out what your plan is and follow it. Trust the plan. Yeah, and the whole time you keep in your mind this strong vision of where you're going, where you're going with your family and where you're going with this child and this incredible vistas that you're going to see at the end. It's going to be magnificent. You are such beautiful parents. And the work that you do is going to be all worth it. <laughs> we've, we've seen it, right? We've made mistakes and we keep doing our best. We trust in the plan. We let go of the fear. And as we've done that, we've seen miracles happen in our own family. Yeah. And we've seen our children blossom and, and soar with those eagle's wings. Yeah. And it will come. So if you want some help in seeing the good in your child right now, if you're feeling fearful about the things that they're doing, go to revolutionaryfamilies.com because we have an awesome tool that can help you focus on that good with some specific activities and worksheets that I think you'll really find some benefit from. And always remember to trust that God trusts you.